Hey, man. Yo, what's up, man? I gotta apologize to you. What is it? The Tabasco hot sauce thing? I, I, yo, I told you I'm a foodie. Don't argue with the foodie about food. So during the last episode, uh, when we announced we'd be going to Louisiana, I argued with Josh that Tabasco sauce was from Mexico because there's Tabasco Mexico, and I was wrong. I was wrong, Josh. And I like to take responsibility when I mess up. So I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> yo, I knew right away. I was like, when you said Mexico, I was like, yo, come on. I, I have to understand that I need to stay in my lane. Like, this is why I'm apologizing. Because if it's about jellyfish or World War II, Disney, Star Wars, airplanes, hot sauce, running a darkroom in a t-shirt factory, um, I just need to sit back and be the student. So, I'm sorry. I appreciate this, and I totally am relishing in this moment. <laughs> totally. I, I figured I should get you something as not just as an apology, but also um, there it happens to be a, a, a kind of a, a special day oh. Uh, oh, in a couple days, right? No, no, no. See, uh, look, the birthday. Okay, so my birthday is coming up, but the thing is. Like, I'm going to be 28, and you know, after, like, a certain point, at least for me, folks, after a certain point, it's like, stop, stop, because now I'm going to be 28. When we started this, I was 25, turning 26, and I'm like, oh, my God. So, you know, stop. A good birthday present would be the stop. So I'll return the present. No, I'll take it. I'll totally take it. I'll totally take it. <laughs> I'm not going to be humble. I'll totally so happy birthday, Josh. I made you this. Check it out. Enjoy it. There it is, right, right there. I made Yep, there it is. Wow, look at that. The magic of television. Um, yeah, happy birthday, man. I know that it means a lot to you. So, um, and this is also uh, to, you know, like, make up for my mistake. So, yo, I don't know which one you like. We got the, what is this, original Tabasco sauce. <laughs> we got milder than original Yo, you got jalapeno. the the green oh, one? Yeah, Never had that one. Oh, we this, have sp smoked red jalapenos. Oh, this is the best. Chipotle. This is the best. <laughs> this right here. I'm not being paid to do this. This is the best. Yeah. So Tabasco sauce, we're going to send this We're gonna send this to you. Oh, yeah, thank okay. you. Thank um, you. And yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. And speaking of sponsors, we do have to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Zoomiverse.com. Oh, yeah. Zoomiverse. Absolutely. I mean... I'm on there at least twice a week normally, right? And it's great. So it focuses on like engaging people and like encouraging socialization amongst other wonderful things. Um, and you know, you get to go there and talk to friends and just do like structured activities. It's really, it's great. If you're interested, I highly recommend you check it out. Zoomiverse. The Zoomiverse is a, a learning and leisure platform. Uh, in the virtual space based on Zoom, but you go to the zoomiverse.com to check it out. You got to see it to believe it. Um, and Josh is mostly part of the evening social groups and he serves as the uh, chief neurodiversity ambassador um, and, and kind of a consultant from the autism side. Um, and then during the day, we have structured learning groups while Josh is at work that focus on work readiness, health and wellness, community exploration, um, and some fun stuff too. It's an outstanding thing to be a part of. Uh, and we're so uh, privileged to be a part of it, right, yeah. Josh? 
and um, and yeah, check it out. And I've, then to share it with everyone else. Of it's course. Amazing. And uh, so it's it's another thing, just like sounds like autism, that's connecting people and um, and creating more cohesion in this in this space. Uh, and we're we're excited to be a part of it. So. Well, back to apologies. In some ways, I feel like we need to apologize to our listeners. Like you said, Dave, on our inclusion tour, we did announce we'd be stopping in Louisiana. That's right. And we were really excited about all the programs and yep. to meet the people. And to celebrate what they have going on on our big virtual inclusion tour. Well, Dave, the virtual tour bus <laughs> broke down. <laughs> this, this, this month, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. The virtual tour bus did break down, Josh. Ran out of gas. Um, so to go into kind of the history of SLA and what this, this season, this very long season, is all about... Um, you know, our whole our whole point was to reach out and create a sense of community, talk about best practices, uh, and spread the word of inclusion and um, employment and and advocacy um, nationally and internationally. So with this tour, you know, we have a lot of friends already. In fact, I have like a massive spreadsheet of connections and and programs and businesses and people that we're interested in from all over the country that I'm always adding to. So when we decided to do this virtual inclusion tour and stop in a different place each month, we thought, easy, easy. Uh, it, well, it wasn't easy. <laughs> um, uh, New Jersey and Florida had probably 50 uh, places that we, were, we had to choose from, and uh, many of them we already knew, and getting scoring interviews in New Jersey and Florida was simple. Um, when I asked Josh what state to do next, he said some other like really populous state with a lot going on, like California. And I said, listen, those are three kind of like easy states in a row. Let's go to a state that's less populous, that has less government funding, and that maybe has like a, some fewer programs because or else we're going to end up with a lot of states that are hard to kind of find people in. So for our third state... Josh chose Louisiana because, again, he likes Tabasco sauce. That is actually the reason. I'm not joking around. That's the actual reason why I chose Louisiana. So normally, folks, at this point in the podcast, it, Dave and I start talking up the state and say how, you know, it's amazing and how many wonderful things it brings to the table. Um, however, the problem in this case, and as someone on the spectrum, from my personal appeal, it's kind of a disturbing one, is we didn't really find tons of programs. Now, we found cool stuff, like don't get me wrong, and stuff like we're celebrating, but nothing close to the amount in other states. And again, as someone who is on the spectrum, actually autistic, all that, uh, I find it a little, you know, disheartening. And I'm not, I'm not like trying to talk down about the state, you know, like again, I love you guys. I love you. I love all your whole products, all that. But um, with this particular thing, I just found it a little disheartening as someone who is on the spectrum. Yeah, and you know, again, it's not just Louisiana. It's going to be a lot of states uh, that we we find need a lot of help, and that's the purpose of this project. So, um, Josh picked Louisiana. I guess it's Louisiana's fault just because they have such good hot sauce that Josh picked Louisiana next. But this is, you know, we kind of hit a wall here. And again, it's not that there's no great programs, and there were some. Um, but one thing that was kind of astounding to me is this podcast is not just about employment. Um, but, you know, it's obviously something that Josh and I are really invested in. Yeah. And we like to focus on because we like to think about what happens when that school bus stops coming, yeah. right? 
there were virtually no social enterprises that I could find. And if I'm wrong, please reach out to Sounds Like Autism. Go to soundslikeautism.com and point us in the right direction. I hope we're wrong. Of I'm some, of some wrong. businesses with the mission of employing people who think differently. Um, and I did find like some government websites with some uh, so, some you know government subsidies and things um, and and funding to start businesses like that. I reached out to them. Uh, there was I wish I could like insert like cricket sounds right here. Um, no no response from them. So it seems like Louisiana and a lot of other states have a long way to go in the world of autism employment and neurodiversity employment. Um, and and so anyway, I just want to say one quick thing. Again, folks, we are not bashing these states. I just so or anything. There's a lot of work to do, but there's also a lot of op there's a lot of opportunity to grow and stuff. So the the lack of this, it's like you know, it's opportunity. So with that being said, again, it's extremely troubling. Um, yeah. So so Josh gets upset because Josh. I'm a had, very passionate person. Josh has skin in the game, so you know. And, and he's right, you know. Um, we have had to have a, a lot of conversations this month about the programs that haven't responded to us or about the lack of things we are finding on Google. Um, Josh is a great researcher, a great Googler, and he does a lot of the research for this show. Um, and it was hard for him as someone who's been, um, you know, cast aside and someone who didn't really realize their full potential until they found the right program that would kind of enable that and help bring that out for Josh. And now he's soaring and he's, he's excelling professionally and personally when he sees that, you know, if he grew up in another state, that that might be different. That's obviously extremely emotional for him. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could just imagine like, you know, there are, there, I mean, there are definitely folks down there who, I mean, could be excelling, but due to the lack of um, services and opportunity, they're stuck here when they could be here. And I just feel like that's kind of like unnecessarily stifling growth because of a lack of um, investment in uh, like importance by um, that part of um, the country. And, I, and it could it could yeah. be a lot of things though. It could be economic, you know. Obviously, the way the government systems and stuff works is is way different. Um, there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot that goes into it. But that's the whole again. That's the whole mission of this project is to inspire people, to teach people, um, and not 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 for us to teach people, for, but for other incredible programs, people, businesses to teach people, people about what they're doing, programs. right. And to provide perspectives, neurodiverse perspectives, on on why it's so important, right? That's why we started our "Don't Wait for April" campaign last year. Josh, do you want to kind of explain what "Don't Wait for April" means to you? Yeah. So we started that um, in the midst of the lockdown in New York. So we we were all like, you know, stuck at home stuff, and we were thinking, you know, like how come? And this is something which is a very very big deal. I can't emphasize it. It seems like, you know, society always puts so much value on autism acceptance, autism awareness, all, all this, right? On April and right up to it, but then magically, it always seems like it's magically, right after, boom, we don't talk about it, 
We're on to the next thing. We're on to the next thing. And oh, so we wait, 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 all the way to boom. April's right around the corner, so let's get out the, like, we support autism. You know, it's like, I personally, to me, to be frank, that annoys me because, like, it feels like you're just doing, people, like, especially like big companies that do it just so, you know, they can, like, get some airtime and stuff. If you truly want to support us, I'm, hey, guys, I'm not just autistic on April. I'm autistic throughout the year. So, like, so support us, and you don't even need to make a big deal about it. Just do it. You know, like, we're, like, we're not asking for, like, a parade. <laughs> you know, like, just do it. For example, on Netflix, they show Atypical. They, they, they don't go around celebrating, hey, we're, we're filming this. No, they do it. And it's not, and I could tell you one thing. I don't think they just film on April, between you and I. So, you know, like, be like that. If you're truly passionate about it, and do, don't just wait for when the cameras are rolling. And, and it is important to, fun, like, awareness months are cool because different causes kind of get a turn and there's a big push. And, and I understand that. And there's, there's organizations that I'm connected to, like, let's say, a toy drive through a really big organization where they collect toys heading up to the holidays in the winter, but they actually have toys and they don't really talk about this too loudly. They have enough toys to give out to kids who need them for the entire year. So that's a good example of why April is important. We're not saying that we don't want Autism Awareness Month. That's amazing. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. That is another cause that is really near and dear to me. Um, and I think it's important and I go on walks and I fundraise during that time. Uh, maybe more than I fundraise for autism. So I get it that that's where people, people's attentions go during those times. But the point is, Louisiana shows you there is so much more work to be done. And just because we are in this, this bubble, and I don't know who's listening, whether it's, um, you know, if it's people within this bubble with us, that's like, oh, inclusion is magical. And check out all this, you know, neurodiversity employment and all these special programs happening and we're celebrating and we're celebrating all the all this awesome work to be done those people those people in this that are lucky enough to be in that bubble with us we all have to understand that there's real work to be done in other places and for people who are outside that bubble that's who this podcast is for yeah it's for the people who are not who, who the parents who say my kid is eight right now i've been thinking about how they're going to work what's going to go on for them in the future and, and if they get really they get really excited when they happen upon programs like the ones we're affiliated with and podcasts like ours because they see that there is a path that there is a future for their kids so um yeah it's just important that we understand that this work does not stop it's a 24 7 365 operation yeah okay uh, so join us with hashtag don't wait for April, right? Yeah, if you want, um, so take a piece of paper, write down on it, you know, in big colorful letters, wherever you want. Hashtag don't wait for April, hold it, um, and uh, we'll share it on Instagram. If you said hashtag don't wait for April, at sounds like autism. And, you know, bonus points if you're wearing a sounds like autism hat or shirt, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's a great way. Let's get this thing rolling again. Awesome. All right, so... All that said, do not wait for April. Um, April's coming up, and uh, hopefully we'll do a really big episode, and we're not going to talk about what we're going to do for, for next month. But don't wait for April, and um, this just goes to show it, and we did, we were not able to secure a guest for this month. 
Um, so, but let's talk about some of the awesome programs that are worth celebrating. Josh, take it away. Okay. Well, one thing I think anyone on the spectrum, especially parents of children on the spectrum, are kind of are really hesitant about is, you know, out in the wild, so to say. I'm running with um, law enforcement, you know, and like who, so, and so I want to open up with just a personal story. It's, um, looking back at now, I, I kind of chuckled, but it wasn't funny then. So, this was right before TEDx, so, um, if you saw um, the video of on our website, our TED Excellent Adventure, the part where like I'm not there anymore because I'm kind of like just staying home for a little bit. This is what led to it. So I'm driving, I was at a restaurant with my friends like, I don't know, like late at night, 10, 11 at night. I am very stressed because you know, I have a TED talk coming up. So obviously, you know, a little stressful just a wee bit. And so I'm driving and I am so out of it. Oh, so I don't realize that I almost hit an undercover cop car. I go in the only other cars on the road. So all of a sudden I see these lights go on behind me. I'm like, oh, oh no. But again, emphasize, I am extremely, like, I'm to the point where I, I'm only like half there because I'm that tired. So I'm like, oh, okay. So what do I do? No joke. I pull over in the middle of the road. This one. The guy, cop comes over, like, hey, dude, you can't pull in the middle of the road. I go to the 7-Eleven parking lot. So they think, they say, hey, get out of the car, all that. I didn't realize that they thought I was on drugs, okay? I, I didn't. And um, because my eyes, you know, I'm not doing the eye contact. They're like, hey, buddy, you know, I'm over here. I'm like, okay. So they're get out of the car. I'm like, all right, fine. So I get out of the car. I look behind me, and there's a guy searching through my car. At this point, I realize that, okay, he's looking for drugs, um, which I don't have. So then I start getting the questions, you know, have you ever been arrested before? Have you... At this point, I'm like, oh, because I remember a long time ago, my mom said, you know, if you ever get pulled over stuff, you tell them you have autism because the eye contact thing, right? So then I tell them, I, I said, hey, man, you know, I, I have autism. I just want to let you know, so my eye contact's really bad. As soon as I said that, this guy obviously had training because he's like, he's like oh, okay. And they talk to the officer, like, hey, you know, like suspect has autism and then he started talking to me much nicer calmer the voice tone and then everything was fine he's like so where are you off to i said my home it's right over there and they just made sure i got home so but the, that could have ended very differently very different if he didn't have that training now it was extremely obvious he did and again and i'm actually very thankful that they did pull me over because i saw them that you know i need to take a day or two just like regroup so if if you guys are watching if you know thank you for pulling me over <laughs> um but like uh that could have and it's so important with police training so yeah so in louisiana they're really doing something about it in uh karen crow louisiana i believe it's it's pronounced karen crow i hope uh, i think so um, for butchering the name we apologize but... yeah we're really sorry uh they they offered an eight-hour class to officers on how to best work with neurodiverse people whether it's in traffic stops or just interactions with people uh, with autism and other learning differences in general uh, a police chief named david anderson had his officers take the course and he stated how uh, the officers under his command have been seeing more and more cases involving individuals on the autism spectrum um so this is this is critical work and again as josh said you know everyone i've been pulled over by the police it's not because Josh has autism that he no. had trouble driving. It was we all hit a cop car. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. And it has nothing. Josh is actually a great driver. In fact, I was in his car this morning. So, <clears throat> um, we we just think that this is really critical work because it could have it could have went 
a different way. And that's that's one of the most horrifying things besides yeah. besides employment to me, and it's something that I'd like to get more into. We have a great relationship with the local police department around here, but they already have extensive neurodiversity training. Uh, and many communities in, I know, New York and New Jersey and Connecticut do, and as well as apparently Louisiana, despite their lack of social enterprises, they are this really- This is definitely a plus though for they, them. Let's they give are, them this, let's give them this. Right, they are, they are excelling in this area. Uh, we think that it's critical, critical work. So shout out to uh, Police Chief David Anderson. Yeah, thank you. And, and the crew down there for doing this kind of work. And if you're involved in this kind of work, um, we'd love to, to sponsor you on the show and, and talk about you guys uh, because we think that it's so, so important. Um, there are, unfortunately, horror stories that, yeah, we, won't, that we won't get into. Looking back, I mean, again, like, let, let's say um, we're somewhere else in that situation and um, that officer wasn't trained. And let's say then they started, like, stimming or um, they started running or whatever. Like, you know that that's horrible because obviously an, an officer is trained to like look for certain things and they're trained like oh okay this ch is means probably on drugs this means probably on drugs so if they're not trained in that all they know is they think that's happening which is why it's tragic because it's tragic for um, the folks on the spectrum and the family and then the the officer who generally does not know they're going to have to live with that for the rest of their life just because since they did not receive the education. So the whole thing in this whole thing is education. If we educate one another, then like things like this won't happen. There's no, it's, it's not a mystery, folks. It's education. And, and also, you know, what your mom taught you yeah. about how to get pulled over. Education on I, both I mean, sides. What to do when you get pulled over, not right. how to get pulled right. over. Two, 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 <laughs> two, hands on the, two hands on the steering wheel, yeah, you know, like um, all that stuff, that's important for everyone to learn all especially young people all young people yeah neurodiverse or not um and i i always understood it and when i first started driving i wasn't the best driver in the world and i got pulled over and so i never had I any i never well. had any super negative interactions with the police because i knew what to do but no matter who you are um it it makes your heart race it makes you act differently it makes you act nervous and what are they looking for People acting differently. People looking nervous. It's a very tricky topic. Um, yeah. So shout out to anyone involved in that space. And I know our friend Eileen Carmody from New Jersey, last month's feature uh, from Autism with a Side of Fries. She does trainings for um, for police. Uh, That's so police important. Departments and that stuff, is so important. Which is really really cool. So yeah, shout out to it's her. great. And and then like you know. It just, uh, it's just, it's wonderful because like I, the more these programs are out there, the more like those tragic headlines are gonna start to go away. Natural, obviously, there's gonna be like everyone now and then, but that's just like you know, stuff tragedy happens, which is unfortunate. But let, but if we lessen it through education, that's all the better. That's right. And speaking of education, Josh, let's go to our next topic. So Ooh, wonderful segue there. there. That was good. Very natural. Um, so. Nickel State University, shout out to you guys. Um, we, are, we are so excited to hear about Nichols University Bridge to Independence program. Um, it seems really similar to some of the programs that Josh has been a part of uh, in the past, right Yeah, Josh? I remember um, for about a year, year and a half, I was in a program which was a sponsor, which was through a, a college and it was basically like helped you like, you know, get to independence and like have the college experience, but with support. And that's really important because a like you know 
at least for me, the college experience is fun. I mean, I never got a degree, but it's like fun, you know, you explore like who you are, you hang out with people, and just because like you're neurodiverse does not mean that you should not have that. That's an important part of growing. It, was, I found it for me. It's critically important, and yeah. you know what? I struggled with it, and I'm very glad that I ended up going to college a little later than some of my friends, but that transition was really difficult for me. It was really difficult for my mom, um, but it was important. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and it really uh, provided some stepping stones towards a literal bridge, actually, to independence for me. And I've seen it happen for many others. And I had friends with autism in college that, um, that were in kind of a similar boat to me, that um, you know, they had kind of maybe uh, parents that were very con concerned to the point that like, they kind of needed to be able to spread their wings and try to be on their own, but with the safety nets of support. Yeah. Um, that is so, so critical. So shout out to Nichols University. Yeah. They, have, they have the goal of um, enabling the students to gain uh, leadership and social skills needed for future employment and for independent living. So important. And they actually offer two different programs. They offer a two-year certificate program for uh, anyone with learning differences, and then they offer a four-year bachelor's degree, degree program for students with autism specifically. That is so, so cool to see. And uh, we know of a bunch of programs that are, are doing things like this, but there should be more. There should be one in every single university. Um, so, so very, very exciting stuff. Yeah, really, it is exciting. And again, I cannot emphasize enough how a college, you know, it's where you kind of become your own, you figure out. So that's what I mean, reason why this is so, so important. That's right. All right, so Josh, next month, what are we doing? Well, we're gonna keep that a surprise for where we're going, but I want to just give a little shameless plug for our wonderful merchandise. Well, it's, it's going to be April, right? So what what better time, don't wait for April, but what better time to rock your neurodiversity, autism, exactly. in inclusion gear? Right? Now, let me just tell you all a bit. And I, and like, I know you're thinking, oh, no, shameless plug. Okay, time to end the video or podcast. Wait, just hear me out, right? Now, folks, the, all, first of all, all of our merchandise is made at Spectrum Designs. So, like, it's... Uh, at least 70-75% of the workforce, now probably maybe more, is on the um, autism spectrum. So you're supporting autism employment by, so you're literally putting your money where your mouth is by purchasing this. Second, it looks great. It's stylish, you know, because why wear something if it's not stylish? Right, whoever thought of the logo is just absolutely incredible. Yes. Very, um, very insightful guy. And, um, but, yeah, but also, it's like, God. But it's also, you know, like you're wearing and you're helping us because you know we don't have commercials obviously we don't have stuff so by people seeing the brand it helps us with brand recognition so you're helping us get into more ears and more eyeballs by doing this and spark a conversation so we're, we're asking you to wear the change that you want to see in the world yeah exactly okay. i like that yes wear the wear, change wear the change so if you want to get it Dave, you want to tell them how they could acquire this amazing 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 merchandise thank you josh i do uh you can go to soundslikeautism.com we have an awesome web store there and um items again are produced the designed produced and even fulfilled by neurodiverse people um mostly on the autism spectrum uh so very very cool thing to be a part of and um and again looks great uh we have bracelets we have shirts we have hats um and we'll throw in a sticker and uh, maybe a handwritten note from Josh, maybe his autograph, maybe a doodle. Um, and we, we would really, really appreciate any support that you can give us so we can keep this project going. Yeah, um, do, do you, if you want, yeah, just message us if you want like, an autograph or, or like uh, or a doodle or whatever, and I, I will throw that in. 
Like yeah, there's actually, charge, there's, actually a session, there's actually a section on the order where you can add belts. So they can request a doodle of a giraffe or an airplane or a, uh, a battle from World War II or a jellyfish or a Tabasco sauce or whatever they want. Um, and Josh's a good artist, by the way. He is. He didn't make the logo. Somebody else really amazing did. Um, so thank you so much. Um, you know, as, as time goes on and as this project changes, we'll be, we'll be making some announcements in the coming months that are really, really exciting and positive for our project. Um, and so stay tuned for that. And uh, please don't wait for April and participate in our campaign for hashtag don't wait for April. And we will see you next month. Bye. <laughs>